This podcast may contain strong language. Listener's discretion is advised. Northamptonshire football podcast back again. Sam Reese, Dad, you right? Yeah, all good. Yeah, good, good. good. Uh, special guest tonight, Rob Usher and um, Alex Raspin. Lads, how are we getting on? Not too bad. Good. Always alright? Yeah. yeah, good. So, good. obviously, um, Chairman and Vice Chairman of Western Diamonds. Uh, we'll jump straight in. How, how did you get involved in the club? How long have you been there? Um, so, back in November, uh, I don't know how much you know about it, but the club was in a bit of turmoil and the club under the constitution has to have, I think it's a minimum of six board members at any given time to run. Um, it dropped below that and went to five. So an emergency meeting was called of all the members, which was really well attended to be fair at Hayden Road. And a picture was painted of the state of the club um, that basically insinuated that people needed to, to step forward and step forward quickly to, to effectively try and save it. So at that point in time, I'd been, I'd been putting off for a while um, going on the board, I've been asked a few times about it and just kept putting it off because I've got, I've got three kids and things like that. I just thought it wasn't right for me. But it, the way that that meeting felt, I sort of left it thinking, if I don't do it now, I might not get another chance because it's that it's, it appears to be that bad. Um, so I've been doing it since since then. There was an election process that took place, which um, uh, I got enough votes to, to get on the board at that point in time and kind of been doing it yeah, ever since. Nice. Did you, so, how were you involved in the club before that then, obviously, what, what, what was your technical <coughs> meeting in Agar? So, well, I was, just a, I was just a kind of a fan, really. I did bits and pieces, so I do a bit of graphic design just in my spare time. Uh, I also did the Russian Running podcast with Joseph, Joseph McCormack, who you had on a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Um, but that was pretty much the extent of it, really. Other than that, I was just a fan that went to games and moaned a little bit on social media after most of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But in terms of, yeah, I've been, I've been supporting the club since I was about six years old. So yeah, nice. uh, they've kind of always been my club, if you like. Nice. Is it a similar story with yourself? Yeah, pretty similar. So, I mean, like Alex said, you know, he's got three kids and that was kind of what put him off. Um, I've got six kids, that's what fucking spurred me on, to be honest. <laughs> um, Desperate to be out of the house, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, got this summer, didn't I? Um, that's no, why yeah, I think we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, so I think just before the um, like the EGM, the emergency meeting, I um, I was kind of supporting casually like on the board. Um, I feel like Alex said, because we're, we're like a community benefit society. Everything's run by a constitution. So our constitution dictates we have to have no less than six and no more than 12 directors on the board. Um, and yeah, so when, when you drop below like a quorum, you, you just can't make any decisions. Like the, the club can't function. Um, obviously Burgess has been sacked, Richard Maxwell was in there, but we couldn't do anything. We couldn't change anything until we had a, a core amount of uh, directors. So. Yeah, like I said, you know, it was just kind of this, it's like a call to arms, really, you know. Um, 
people had to come forward. Um, it was the, you know, to be fair, it was the first contested election we'd had for um, directors um, in quite a few years, wasn't it? So it was, it was well received. People really came forward, and even people who didn't come forward for the board came forward to volunteer other services and time and things like that. Mm. So it was, yeah, it was like a bit of a, a landmark moment for the club. Really, um, it could have gone real south. Yeah. But Would you suggest it's the the next Phoenix version of the club in a sense that it might have gone in so, the wrong direction and now you're going forward yeah, in the yeah. right way like you were before when things didn't go quite so well as yeah. the original club and now you took this club forward? Maybe like it was a, it was a necessary research for sure, mm. um, and I think until that first emergency meeting was called nobody really realised. Um, oh okay. So was that the naivety of people on the board, or was that the naivety of the club itself, or what was no, the reason I mean, behind that? Do you reckon? I think yeah. there was a bit of a kind of a malaise around the club at the time. It's complacency, it, around it, the yeah. In, in the set, yeah, it's complete. That's exactly kind of the word that I was looking for, really. In that sense, that the club has kind of just been running and running, and when something's just kind of going all right, and you're on the periphery or whatever, you're just leaving the people to it. I think perhaps the people on the board should have been at that point in time, if it wasn't me, should have been a bit stronger in saying, actually, we need some help, rather than just casually saying, oh, you fancy coming on the board. Mm-hmm. What they should have been saying at that point in time is, like, we really seriously need people on the board because, um, and there, there were some people on there that had been on there kind of over 10 years, and I don't, I can't imagine myself doing this in 10 years necessarily. Um, I think people have just run out of puff, and you can't blame them for that, mm-hmm. but that was the situation that the club was in, but the fan base didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was at that meeting, really, where, it was, I don't think that the true extent of the severity of the situation that we were about to inherit was laid bare, or perhaps we wouldn't have done it. But, but it, they did enough on the night to leave us thinking that people need to step up now. Yeah. And to be fair, I think there was about nine people that actually went for the election at yeah, that point. Whereas contested previously, election. you were just getting the, like, there, was, there were uncontested people were just getting straight back on. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you know, Andy Peaks did so well at the club. He lied. He punched well above his weight for so long that it did perhaps paper over the cracks of some of the other things that maybe weren't quite right. And yeah, that's not blame on individuals, but I think Alex knows it when he says that people are just burnt out, you know. And um, it happens we, at this level of football, we though, doesn't winning. it? We were winning. Like I didn't care. I, I just didn't yeah. bank and drunk Guinness and smoke <laughs> and song, you know. I didn't care because <laughs> we were winning and it was good. But. Um, yeah, when that emergency meeting was called, it was pretty dire times, but fortunately... Was there a fear in the meetings that, you know, that people weren't going to actually come forward and... Yeah. Or was it, did you know, like, do you think that you yeah, were support? So, I think, so, like, from my perspective, I was kind of working with the board at that stage as well, and I think, I mean, there was, there was five of us at me, but I wasn't a director. It was definitely a feeling that, yeah, if people don't come forward now, we're, we're done, mm. really. Do you think it was a case of people for so long have just thought that it was somebody else's responsibility yeah. and that's the way that it might have happened in that meeting? That was kind of like the undertone yeah. there. Yeah, look, and I think, you know, I was <coughs> happy with me. I, I was guilty of that. I was guilty of that. I was just turning up on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. mm. paying the money and watch football. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think everybody just took it for granted. Yeah, yeah. I think for a, for a long time, I think we kind of all forgot what it meant to be a fan-owned club. You know? Was it close to the previous situation before with the original Diamonds that it got that far this time? Or? 
I would say no because that that wasn't even close to being salvageable. Yeah. Um, and also we weren't in control of it. Yeah. Um, whereas this one was bloody close to being salvageable. <laughs> yeah. um, we got a bit of it at the yeah, time. But well, as we stand here today, it has been salvaged, but also we were in control of our own destiny, if you like. Yeah. But it's not just the people that stepped up on the board, it's the people around the club because it's not the, the fact that we're still here today with the club is not just on the 10 or 11 or how many it is on the board. So many volunteers that were, had kind of lapsed or had walked away because they'd been upset with X, Y, or Z or whatever, felt like they hadn't been treated properly, have all come back. Mm. And we've got so many people surrounding us now. There's got to be 30, 40 people that yeah. we can just lean on with a text message yeah. um, to step up and help. So we didn't have that last time. Mm. We were getting third-party information from somebody who's running the club, perhaps not with the club's best interest at heart, to mm. put it mildly, um, engineering a situation that they probably want. Mm. Um, and there's nothing that we can do about that. Whereas mm. it was completely different this time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the volunteers who'd walked away previously and come back is like, just fills your heart a little bit, you know what I mean? It is quality. Um, it just shows that you guys are doing the right thing to get them back. You must be showing complacency, uh, the opposite of complacency to them in order to get them back in. Because there must be something that draws them back in from their previous experiences of having their fingers burned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, you know, Previous people, all we can put it down to is they did just burn out, you know. Um, whereas we've come in reinvigorated, you know, brought some life into it. Is it an age thing as well? Brought some apologies as well. But the, the previous people are a little bit older than yourselves. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And I think. Because that's what I found personally at clubs, like chairman, committees at like step six, step seven, yeah. obviously not viable to you guys at the minute, but those levels are generally run by 65 and above that have been there for neon years. So that is kind of the same as what we, we've kind of experienced week in, week out. Because we obviously have to, have to have the directors and we have to go in the boardrooms at the various games. And I mean, mm. we're mid-30s, both of us, so we're by, a, 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 we're by a distance the youngest people. But I, <laughs> I quite like that at the moment. And I think it gives our club something a little bit well, different to what it might be. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. what, what we have noticed, and we speak about this the other day, won't we, that what we've noticed is a lot a younger demographic of volunteer coming forward yeah. now, which is so important. Yeah. So important in the future of the club. You know, I think they can relate to us as well. Like you say, you someone, no offence, but instead <laughs> of the terrace, seeing someone drinking Guinness and having a fag kind of thing. Mm. Um, and a lot of the people that perhaps did it before did it from the start. Mm. So they were never able to be that kind of fan. They mm. had to be this ultra professional person when they turned up on a match day, whereas Rob and I, um, I've had 10, 11, 12 years or whatever of being that fan that shared the frustrations of everybody else, swore at people, abused refs, yeah. <laughs> and things like that. I still um, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, I kind of do that as well. What do you want to say? I think people can relate to, to us as kind of fans and not just board members. They might probably still see us as fans first and not those kind of those people. And obviously, at a club like Diamonds, everybody kind of knows everyone when there's sort yeah. of 300 people. I hope, so. I hope that never changes. No, I've never want to be seen. As a director, more no. than a fan. No. I said, you're a fan first, didn't I? Do you think your demographics help by other clubs that are non league that are quite famous for being a lower demographic? Clubs like Hashtag United and Dorking Wanderers, those type of clubs where the owners are a bit younger and a bit more fan base? I, don't, I hadn't really thought about that, to be honest. Because obviously but, they've got a big draw on socials, haven't they? Yeah, so, so those yeah. kind of clubs do push that demographic a bit more. We're really trying to change what we're doing on social big time mm. and you probably might have seen that with the Legends game and things yeah. but I'd like to think that we're totally invigorated and there's more that we can do um, perhaps that is lending itself to a kind of younger demographic but I hadn't really I hadn't yeah, thought I haven't really considered I mean Alex is really good at social media I'm not 
I'm not, you know. Um, but it's definitely a close season last year to close season this year. It's chalk and cheese now. Do you know what I mean? It's um, kind of doing something right. Like I see the numbers pop up of views or whatever, and you know they're, yeah, they're pretty big numbers, isn't they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a few digits in them. So yeah, I think I think the social media piece has been strong, and I think just. Just being present on match day, yeah. speaking to people, just yeah. being yourself as well. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't tailor the way I speak to anybody. You know, whether that's the chairman of Tamworth or you know the bloke I stand next to and abuse refs with. You just be yourself and just be authentic and just be a fan. And hopefully that comes through. I think, like you said, that's refreshing for other fans. Like you said a minute ago, though, isn't it? To see, you know, the person who practically running your club is stood next to you on the terrace giving stick to the ref again do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's refreshing to see and it's not refreshing to see a ref getting abused but to have that same passion as for you know I want my team to win rather yeah. than like like you say other directors who sit in their office having their porn sandwiches and all that but you don't don't even get it wrong. Alex loves a prospect. <laughs> 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 we have we have one instance this evening that Ilkeston away. You you're supposed to tell the uh, the team how many people to expect, which we did. And then for some reason on the day, like none of you went in. Even you didn't go in for some reason. I was so they laid on at half time. They laid on this yeah, massive screen. Massive. About three of us went in. What's a, what you got to do? Don't you bags, That's what you got to do. All you can do. Is, I did my absolute best to see it off, and they still did. Become a bit of a running joke. But yeah, no, you, you are right. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's a different brand of like running a club, and but that's what a fan-owned model should be, right? But there's a lot of those now, isn't there? The fan fan-owned models, yeah. and I think they really work. And it kind of it's obviously shown that the average attendance of those clubs is. I'm sure I can back up with stats, is a little bit higher than the other clubs in those leagues because the fans want it a little bit more than just your average yeah. director that's, as you rightly said, sitting in their porcelain castle. Yeah, I think we've always been quite blessed with a, a good fan base. I mean, it, it's dropped year on year and it gates, but um, you know, for the level we're at, we've always had a, a pretty good fan base. Yeah, it showed more when we sort of step five. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got a similar fan base? To the, is it the same people that was the original Diamonds team when they come over? Or is it? Yeah, I think I'd say like the majority are fans of the old club. Yeah, who've, who've come over. You know, there's some who weren't, who've just come and got got on board and got involved. Um, that's you know that's one of the biggest pieces of work we got to do is get you know the kids that are six, seven, eight years old now, get them in and get them loving the club like I did when I was seven, eight years yeah. old. Um, yeah, that that's what really cements the future, isn't it? Because without a fan base, you ain't got a club. Mm. So in 20, 30 years' time, look, we need to stay a fan-owned club. There's a, there's a seven-year-old kid out there one day that'll be the chairman one day. You know? So mm. we, have to, we have to start building that allegiance to the club and that loyalty in the local community. That's what's so important. Mm. Oh, so obviously, um, so looking at the club now then, obviously Chris Nunn coming in. Yeah. Um, do you, you two oversee him coming in? Or <laughs> Yeah, it was the craziest thing. Like, so we we had the second emergency meeting where you announced the vote the election, and we all assumed post, you know, kind of officially. Then we all sat down around the table, sacked 
Richard Maxwell about five minutes later. I can't go into much about this. <clears throat> the first board meeting, which was immediately after. <laughs> hey, we draw it back a second before. How did he get in? Explain to me. Because was, wasn't he a chairman or wasn't he on the board? And then Richard he Maxwell. resigned and then he was manager within 10 minutes. Yeah. So he was, I, I, can, I wasn't obviously in the board at that point in time. I don't even know whether you, I don't you weren't part of that decision making process, were you? Um, nah, no, no. It's no. important to get that on record. A distance from that. Obviously, it, it, it didn't go too well at the end, but yeah, I think it was um, a fundamentally flawed recruitment process. Um, do you know what? I, I've spoken to Richard Maxwell quite a few times, and I, I don't have anything bad to say about the bloke. And um, what's happened to our academy since he's left has been to its detriment. Um, but that that decision that was that was taken by whoever took it. To put him in that position set us back as a club. Um, I would say a long way, but I think quite quickly thereafter we were afforded the chance to get onto the board and, and, and try and change yeah, that, which it, we did. It was unnecessary, for sure. uh, but it was the it was basically the first thing that we had to do. He couldn't remain there any longer. We had people not going to the games because he was there, um, and it was just toxic at the games, wasn't it? Like, there was no hardly any support for for the team. Um, he did win one game against Nuneaton. <laughs> where he won two, he beat Kings Langley. Well. Yes, he did. Yeah, and those games were kind of okay, but it was everything around that. And then when he got to the end of his kind of tenure, it was so toxic you'll believe it. The community club wouldn't allow their kids to go to the games because of the atmosphere in the ground, and you Crazy, just can't yeah. allow that to continue. But there, there's there's things in this first board meeting that I can't I can't talk about, but it was just ridiculous. So we 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 got onto the board um, about half an hour before. Everybody left um, that was in there to kind of see us swarm in, if you like. And then we just immediately sat down and Hayden Road for our first board meeting. And within about five minutes, my jaw's like on the table because the <laughs> things that things that I can't talk about. Um, but it was just it was carnage. Wasn't it? it it was absolutely carnage. We we didn't even know it. Like, none of us knew each other. You know? Yeah. So it was like you recognise faces and you see them at the games, and that's fine. But now we're all sat around the table. Right now we're going to run <coughs> the club and just and so at this point we had no chairman. Nobody was in position. Stacey Hawkins, you know, credit where it's due, kept the club running at that stage. She was, still is the only original um, board member there. Um, yeah, and we decided, you know, almost unanimously, we need to part ways with Richard Maxwell. Yeah. Um, we had no idea. Where about is he now? He's just become chairman of Huntington Town. Oh. Yeah, so that's nice, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Pre-season, Richard? <laughs> yeah, no, maybe not. Um, yeah, and you know, and, and probably, probably an example of how little at a time we did what we were doing. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a replacement. We didn't, you know, and we we rung Matty Vernon. Well, Stacey texted him actually. Um, he said we take first team in five minutes. Matty Vernon texted back said, yeah, whatever, whatever club needs, I'm there, I'll do it. But if he just said no as well, and I told Matty Vernon this on the last game of the season. If he'd have said no, I don't know what we would have done. Yeah, because that. you, you'd have, we'd have been going down the academy and ringing all the coaches. That's what we would have been doing. Oh, I got a chance then. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been our only option because only three uh, from the bottom. Reese, only three from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just coming to the job as li literally fans, yeah. we don't have that book of contacts that we can just pick up the phone and ring someone and say, "Do you want to come and manage the team for for a few games until we appoint someone?" Oh seven four. <laughs> 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 I won't give that up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people that don't like you. Well, yeah, but they've all got my number already, so it's fine. So I, I, did, I had no idea about um, 
Matty or Geordie, I'd never, I'd never heard of them at no, the time. I'd heard of Matty, but I didn't, I didn't know him. Um, lovely bloke, to be fair. Really lovely yeah. guy. Loves the club. But I mean, without them, again, they're, they're another kind of yeah, copy that we were last season, but without them, debt, I don't know, we'd be the mess. We own a huge debt. But in terms of your actual question, yeah, so we, we quickly had to start interviewing managers, put out the um, vacancy. We received some CVs, some better than others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you. <laughs> yeah. nah, um, I went there at the time. So we, we drew up we drew up a short list. Um, you know, uh, to be fair, you know, great was you, Alex, put forward a suggestion on how we could best do this, and we kind of built on that around. We created a, ma- a matrix, a set of questions where each board member would record their scores on that. Um, we decided to do them on Zoom and record them so people who weren't available could watch them back at a later date and record their scores. Sorry to cut you off, but this was where one of the problems with the Richard Maxwell appointment is that they allowed about three or four board members to hold the interviews and then went back to the rest and told them to make a decision, but Richard Maxwell was given the opportunity to be interviewed by them all. Right. The rest of them were only interviewed by four yeah. people. So knowing that information, it was absolutely paramount that the 10 or however many it was on the time yeah, yeah. all got the opportunity to see these interviews if they wanted to score them and be involved in the process yeah. and we wanted to be transparent as well you know we wanted to at the end of it be able to say this is what we did this is how we arrived at that decision you know this is the end result um, but yeah like, I, was, I didn't really think about this I've been reflecting that recently like as I say we, we didn't I speak to Alex nearly every day now and in October I didn't even know like, you know <laughs> but but that's what we were thrown together to run this football club and within like two weeks we're interviewing managers we're still getting to know each other, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We've got to come to a collective decision. And the club's burning, by the way. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, the club is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the only time I've been on fire all year. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. But yeah, we was everybody who wanted to be involved in that recruitment process, who was a director of the club, had the opportunity to do so. Um, not everybody took it, but everybody who wanted to could be. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was a good a good way of doing it. Um, I'm hoping we don't have to do it again too soon. But right. if we did, I think it's something that I'd probably want us to do again. I think it's a yeah. it's a solid way of doing it. Yeah. But just for anyone that's clueless like myself, obviously it's a fan run club. Mm-hmm. Do they get much say within how how does that work with the fans? Do they get much they get to vote on the shirt? I see that, but obviously... Yeah. So in terms of the management process, obviously they're, in theory, electing us to make certain decisions like that yeah. on their behalf. Right, and okay, then they okay, just yeah, sort of so. have to put up with that, or yeah. with previous appointments, not put up with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The proof is ultimately in the pudding there, but they don't have a say on, on decisions like that. Did they have a say on Andy Burgess? No. <laughs> Did anyone have Look, a say I'll be, on I'll be honest Burgess. with you, we might come on to this again a bit later. When he was appointed, I was not disappointed with it. Yeah, I bought it. Because oh, you saw Club Legend and a free bit of publicity in the non-league paper. <laughs> well, right, so we had Andy Peets, and I, I, I'm not going to say a bad word about the bloke, but he was the manager of the club for, for eight years, and I was of the mind at that point in time, and I think it's been proven with what he's done at Tamworth, that he probably needed the change. I think the club needed a different voice there. I think they got the wrong one. Mm-hmm. But we just needed something different, a different way of playing, um, a different voice on the... the the interviews at the end of the game and, and seeing some different players because we had a bit of a revolving door with players coming and going, didn't we? So when he came in, it was something completely different and he's got all these contacts with X, Y, and Z and he works at Man City and you know, he's Pep Guardiola and all this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, um, you, you think that these loan players are going to be coming from, from your Lutons, your Oxfords and stuff like that, decent players, they're going to really bolster us. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't happen like that, but 
we bought into it at the time, and I think most of the yeah. fan base did. I did. Now you can sit back and say, oh, it was heart over head or whatever. But I, I think most people backed it at the time. Yeah. yeah. No, so obviously Chris there now then anyway, getting back onto Chris. He um, said it this year. Yeah. Did he bring many in from Kempston when he came in or? None. 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 He, he, mm. he um, kind of pledged. I know that he has a, a really good relationship with the chairman now. Um, he's a really good fighter, to be fair. Um, and yeah, he made a pledge that he wouldn't go and pillage the squad. And, and he's, he's stuck to it. Uh, we had one. We, no, we did have one guy come over, didn't we? Actually, it was Tally. 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 He turned up for what? So he was, he was leaving Kempston because he had a pro offer in Sweden. And then that fell through. So he came to us, played one game, and then that reignited and he went back. So yeah, he went to Sweden, yeah. Um, that was it though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but he, no, he didn't take anyone from Kempston. Um, uh, to be fair, he, uh, there's something wrong with him. I don't know why he took the job. I really don't like it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to cut the budget by 30%. Um, but, you know, we still need to play really well. <laughs> Keep the fans on board. And um, he's absolutely smashing it, to be fair. Yeah. He's a top bloke. He's a proper top bloke. Is he? Um, obviously, I mean, relegation happened. I mean, that, that doesn't like his door, does it? Would you say there was no, absolutely hundred percent not? <laughs> I mean, you could put, you could. I would say you could lay it on our on our door because we gave him a set of circumstances that he couldn't possibly have kept the club up on yeah. in all seriousness. But we did that because we had to because of the situation the club was in. I would say the the reason that we were at the bottom of the league um, was to do with the recruitment that had happened earlier on in the season last yeah. summer, which was appalling. Yeah. Um, that's what left us in the mess. Um, uh, but yeah, everything else that kind of happened in terms of from, from a financial point of view for the club would have happened if only Pete was still in charge because it was issues with the commercial activity around the club and the loss of sponsors. So um, yeah, none of these issues were Chris Nunn's fault in any way, no, shape or form. No, no. In fact, he, yeah, <coughs> he was given a set of circumstances which were ridiculous. And when I offered him the job, I laid all of these out so that he knew full well what he was walking into. Yeah. And he was like, where do I sign? Yeah, I like um, Rob. Well, we speak to him kind of every day. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't speak highly enough of, of the guy. Oh, not just, loads of affections, eh? Yeah, just not just as a manager, but I've said to him a few times he could sell like, ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> Some of the things that he, he, he says. But, um, but he says all the right things in... In public as well, which we don't, we've never ever briefed him on and said we want you to say X, Y, and Z. No. But he's an incredible ambassador. 100%, yeah, 100%. he's built, he's bought into the club so much, and he, he's turned down offers this this summer from clubs who could offer him more money than we ever could. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, he's done that because he wants to be at ASC Russian Diamonds, and I can't say fairer than that. No. Did he um, when he first came in? Then, did he sort of have any demands? Did he change much? Well, he said we had to buy a fur coat. Of what I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a toupee. That's what Winnie wears. No, he didn't. Did it? No, do you know what? In the interview process, would have been five or six matches. Five. Yeah, five. It was five. He was the only one who never asked about the budget. Yeah, did not ask about the budget once. He just, yeah, and it is. Yeah, you come in and you just wanted to get stuck in, you wanted to get started. It was really hamstrung with some of the commitments we had on loans and contracts and things like that. So we've cut the budget, um, but there was no, no wiggle room in it because it was all taken up by obligations. So um, 
yeah, like he had a real tough start. Uh, we managed to work some of them things out. Some of the loans expired. We got some of the contracts terminated and stuff. Um, or mutual agreement. And um, then he just started going to work on it. And I mean, we, we, he came in like just before Christmas, wasn't it? And then we said he could probably went to like the end of January to get his budget where we needed to be. And he just like. So what? Stop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what I sort of thought when you drop by thirty percent, I'm thinking of all these players that we've got on just stupid money. I'm thinking just get them out the door and that will resolve that. We'll just let the season play out. But actually, it didn't quite work like that because of some of the commitments that we had to pay on these people. And in the end, it dictated that he had to basically speak to every squad member and do something with them. It wasn't just like three people that he got out the door. He had to speak to everybody and make a decision whether he just kept them if they weren't under contract, even if they were half decent. Um, or, yeah, I mean, or cut their money or some things of them, like that. Like, we, we had a guy on a, a deal for, he was a midfielder on a clean sheet bonus, which is weird. <laughs> no, it wasn't a clean sheet bonus. No, this is the thing, this is the kicker. <laughs> that weren't weird enough. <laughs> a midfielder on a clean sheet bonus that came into play if we conceded one or less goals. But that's not a clean sheet well, No, it, it, was, it was a one goal bonus. Yeah, it was a one so goal bonus. You got a bonus if, if we only <laughs> conceded one. <laughs> I mean, someone who played two. Someone who played that guy's agent because that is yeah. one hell of a deal. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And you know, but that, he just—he never thought it, did he? Like when we when we uncovered these things, and we're like, "Oh, Chris, by the way," like he's just like, oh, "Okay, I'll work that out." He <laughs> was just relentless. And to be fair, he got the budget to the point where we needed, and he was just like, "No, no, no, I think I'll save another twenty quid here." I was just like, "No, Chris, you probably don't need to." He's like, "No, no, no, I can, I can, I'll do it, I'll do it." Just like, like, like buying goals in an he got in the end. He got the budget way below the ridiculously low budget that we set him, and then we were winning football matches as well. Yeah. I remember when we we played Stourbridge a couple of few games before the end of the season. Absolutely playing off the park, beating two 0 at their place. And after the game, their managers were having a chat with Chris, and their budget was about six or seven times what ours was in terms of what yeah. we fielded on the pitch that yeah. day. And their manager said to Chris, "What are your lowest paid players? What, what are they on?" And Chris was like. We've got three or four on about 30 quid. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys had like smoke coming out their ears because we just passed them off, like played them off the park. Um, we did, we were good that day, weren't we? we were oh, really absolutely superb, yeah. But I mean, it, we the, the loan deals really helped us because we inherited loans on decent money. Uh, I mean, towards the end of the season, they would have been our highest paid players if, if, they, if they were still there. And we were replacing them with lads that were near enough paying for nothing, playing for nothing, and they were excellent. Some of them are absolutely superb and will go on to have kind of decent yeah, careers. Roddy, uh, Roddy McGlinchey, yeah. you know, you'll remember that name. Roddy McGlinchey come from Peterborough. Superb. Absolutely. 18, I think. Yeah. Come down on a work experience. Absolutely super. Like the boy will be. Yeah. And Joel, Joel Lanker as well from MK Dons. He was absolutely Charlie Waller as well. Yeah. The centre back. Superb. So good. These boys just come in at work experience and bind into the environment, yeah. bind into the club. You know, we went, we, we had by a country mile, the smallest budget in that league, by a country mile. We went nine out of the last 10 games unbeaten. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. Like, no no right to be doing that. No right to be class into the season. Um, tell us about um, another player coming in, Harriman. Hmm. How did, where did that come from? I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've, got, we've got Ryan Hughes, he's, he's been with us, he probably must be our longest serving player now. I mean, we've, yeah, good good lad. we've only got about two left that have been there every year. Um, but he was with Cobblers before he came to us, um, so he's going back kind of three, three or four years now. Obviously still kept in touch with, with Harriman, who lives in Wellingborough. Um, and I think he just got cold feet, didn't he? He basically dipped out of the game, for got released by the Cobblers at the back end of 
the season before last yeah. um, and just got cold feet not playing and said did he not play anyway since the game so he, he went to Bedford for pre-season but didn't he started the season with Bedford did he yeah, yeah. yeah. But he didn't really he didn't, he's what town or rail town, town yeah. hmm. played one or two games for them and then yeah spoke to Easy and said do you think they'd be interested in me? And Chris, when he heard that, he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't really know much about, I think he'd be open about this, didn't know much about Michael Herman at the point in time, but he's got to look at like CV. And when you look, all of our lads were, were young, really young lads at that point in time. We've been crying out for someone like that all season. Um, but as, as soon as he came into the team, it was like he just gave everybody a lift, didn't he? Yeah. And well, he we never playing. replaced that experience. Well, we had Bull and Collard yeah. last season. They said about, you know, we've just got to one step to, you know, the, leaders um, we didn't have any of that we didn't have any and that's not to say you know there's some really good lads in there there's some really good lads but that the experience didn't we yeah. I mean, Michael Ackerman like well, that's <laughs> yeah, massive. that's a wind up like yeah. yeah I probably didn't really believe it until I see him actually on a match day with a shirt on like nice. but it was when he came into the starting lineup that things started changing yeah. change. um, it's like he gave everybody a rap like because he was playing centre back in the middle he's only about Five foot eight, five foot nine, probably, and he was playing in the middle of a back three. He just could read the game. He was just a step ahead of absolutely everybody yeah. else. He's right back normally, but yeah, he was just yeah. playing centre back because we needed someone there. And yeah, it was just he was almost running the game from centre back, and it was nice. like he was giving everybody else an extra yard. And uh, the fact that we've been able to keep him next season, despite the fact we've gone down, is absolutely massive. So he, so yeah, not just for the club, but in terms of recruitment and, and bringing players in yeah. as well. If you if you're going to be playing along, alongside somebody who's played three, four hundred football league games for QPR, Luton, Cobblers, Wickham, but um, he's only thirty, so he's not even not thirty five or thirty six, whatever mm-hmm. like you would think. Um, so if we're able to come in and play alongside someone that and have them coaching now, we can offer kind of that level of of coaching and experience within the playing team that perhaps. Get, where we're never going to be able to compete with budget with the likes of, let's say, Corby or Harbour or whatever, we can offer that. Mm. That's what I was going to say then about his coaching role. Is that, um, is that sort of Chris is doing? Yeah. Keeping him in the club and yeah. sort of moving him into that coaching role? Yeah, Chris spoke to him, didn't he? And, um, yeah, I mean, look, like he come in and I guess he was to a kind of degree doing that through the 90 minutes anyway. You know, he was sort of coaching the lads through the game. Um, and yeah, Chris, Chris just spoke to us about it, said just what he wants to do, and okay, yeah, do it. <laughs> Obviously, do that. But it's, you know, you've got to say it is a testament to Chris, and it's a testament to what he's building and the environment, you know, that he's, he's building around the club. Um, but something that Michael Aaron will have offers a step three without a doubt, um, but he wants to stay with us, you know, so yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Is, um, Obviously, relegation. Would they? The, the budget you mentioned there is that gonna come down again, or would that sort of you sort of keeping that where it is? Yeah, we're in minus now. <laughs> <laughs> we're charging them to play. We've done so well last year. Give me it's, it's, yeah. about, it's about what it is, what it was at the end of the season, yeah. uh, which Chris was working well below. So uh, I'm not expecting this to necessarily go ripping trees up. To be honest, yeah. next season, and we haven't put that sort of pressure on Chris, um, but. It, given what he achieved at the back end of last season, I think he's shown that he can work with that. Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll see where that takes us next season, but I've got every confidence in, in him, yeah. his ability to, to run the club on that budget. It just gives you value on it, you know? it just gives you value. And you know, for us, we set the budget, we make sure, you know, we don't want to fall into the traps that we inherited, you know, make sure it's sustainable, it's conservative, it's sensible, you know, and um, full faith with Chris will work with it, you know. Yeah. I think he will. 
Ah, nice. So obviously you say about not ripping trees up, but what is the is the aim for next year or next season? Probably Europe. <laughs> Joe, we haven't actually we haven't actually sat down with you. Got more of a chance than Monday night. <laughs> more chance than Leeds. We haven't actually sat down. We're not going there. there you. Not going there, Joe. What a low blow! How pathetic! Not yes. even going there. <laughs> yeah, no, we are, we as a board, you know, we've got board meeting this week, and we're certain we'll discuss it, and then probably board me and Alex sit with Chris and talk about what we want to achieve, but. You know, for me personally, not all the achievements that we can make this season happen on a Saturday afternoon. There's so much around the club that we can do, you know, but Chris is a great ambassador for it and that's the flagship product of our club. Um, you know, you come down a league, you don't want to be bottom of that one, do you? You know, yeah. that's definitely not where we want to be. You know, personally, I think we'd like to be in and around it when we would like to be top half playoffs, you know, but... We'll see. It depends on who we're able to recruit. You know, um, we've got the right man for that recruitment, and Chris. You know, he's got good contacts. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see more after ten games. You know what I mean, win yeah. the first ten. You know, we'll give Chris a contract. Lose the first ten, we'll <laughs> give him the boot. A diamond super fan that I know. Um, expects he to go straight back up. Oh, really? Yeah, his name is Jordan Ogden. He's um, a deaf lad with a ginger hair. He's top there. He's, yeah, he, he's saying straight back up. So uh, just ten your fan expectation there, gents. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's top lad, to be fair. Really, really good. Very good goalkeeper as well. Is he? Yeah. I bet he'll know. never tell you that. He'll keep it really quiet. Really good goalkeeper. I don't know that. Mm. Jordan's. Um, Have a chat with him about his footballing career. I remember him in Parliament as well, young one. Yeah, yeah, I do. He's been a volunteer for us for years and years. His family come, don't they? Yeah, yeah, he's super top lad. Mm. Top lad. We'll let Chris manage those expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris can have a word of him. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, don't go wrong. As I say, fan first, you know, of course I want to, I want to be from the league, I want to get 100 yeah. points. Do you know what I mean? Of course I do. But I want to win every week. But you've got to be realistic, haven't you? You know, there was times between November and today that we didn't even think we'd be on the pitch next year. So, yeah, just to go out there. Yeah, yeah. Do. Obviously, finished in great form. How much are you looking forward to next season? I mean, oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. I wanted to just kick off now, to be honest. Yeah. Particularly the league that we, we've been put in. So I, I kept thinking, don't want to be in the Northern League, don't want to be in the Northern League. Just kept looking at the projections. And then when the league actually came out, and you've got sort of seven or eight teams in there that have just come up for step five that we've never played before. Um, and I, I'm just excited by that league more than I was kind of the Southern when I was looking at it. Yeah, I think I am now, because I was definitely, I'm probably more so than you when I like, oh, we don't want the Northern, we don't want the Northern. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. There's some great games in there. I think our sponsor, Mitch Austin, is looking forward to a game with you boys. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is. Final, mm. we haven't played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which side of the fence you're sitting <laughs> So we haven't played Harbour since uh, UCL days when they were a completely different club at, at that yeah. point in time. Uh, Corby. We haven't played in a league game, to my knowledge, ever. And uh, even with the old club, unless it happened in the real early days. Sure, we probably would have done early, early RDFC. I can only remember um, things like Hillier Cup games against them. Yeah. But that, nice ground for that level, though. Well, should you know what? I, um, when we didn't have a team for a season, uh, I went and watched loads of Corby games. And mm. I've always sort of had a little... I work in Corby. I've always had a little bit of affinity with the club. So there's no kind of... I'm really looking forward to that game. I, I, don't, I don't think it will be. It won't never be the rivalry that 
we got with Ketrin, I don't think. Well, I don't know, you keep talking like that on the podcast, it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game, really looking forward to going there, and I'm sure both games will have over a thousand people at it, it'll be br- brilliant for both of them. Yeah, so as a fan, yeah, massive, as, you know, as direct as the club as well, and I'm sure Corby will tell you the same, you know, being in that league together, that we're going to get, one of us is going to get Boxing Day at home, and the other one's going to get Easter. Do you know mm. what I mean? I hope we get Easter, right? We go into the end of the season, the weather's nice, and mm. we're both going for the title playoffs, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It is, it is massive, isn't it? It's and I'm sure those t- type of games we'll definitely be getting to a couple of them, Jordan, yeah, at least, won't we, to be yeah. fair? Yeah, well, yeah, I hope we do. Like, it's, that's what we're about, bringing the local community in, and we, you know, that's, that's what's huge. But yeah, it'll be a good league. You know, rugby as well, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be nice. Um, and there's some good teams in that league as well, isn't there? Some, looking at the location of all the teams, you know, I think. Someone said there's, I think it's half an hour drive is like the max basically, it's, everything's close. 2,112 miles round trip. Is it? Season, yeah. Done on ground already. It's not anything really, is it? Yeah. No, not really. No. No, I mean, it looks decent. And I'll say they're not derbies, but they're teams close to you, and it should, do you know what I mean? It should be a, a good season. It'll be competitive. It'll be competitive. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. want to pick a winner right now, would you? Yeah. And we've had a few years as well of just playing the same teams again and again, particularly because the COVID season, it's like teams weren't getting promoted or you're just playing the same, the same teams again and again again. It's nice to have those. Yeah, and look, we ain't got to go to Leiston or Needham Market. Like, <laughs> like the arse end of East Anglia. Like, it's tough work. Always on a Tuesday night as well. Yeah. Always on a Tuesday night. Comes, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> tough places to go. But um, yeah, no, I wasn't. Like, I just think we're all the same, isn't we? You, you know. Close season sucks. Yeah, uh, season. Season. We were just saying that as well, Reese. We were desperate for our season it's to start. All, football, all the time. Desperate. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And a cup run. That'd be nice. And a cup run. You know, a cup run's always nice, isn't it? We've not had a cup run in years, have we? No, it's our first few years as a club. We had some brilliant cup runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to, yeah, fourth. Did Matty Gearing score a few in them as well? Yeah, he did. Gearing, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, so I've just left Rawns and he's at Rawns at the minute, yeah. He was class for us. Take where he is on the 30th of July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that at the end, Shuey. <laughs> well, we definitely fit the legends bill because uh, between me, you, and uh, the podcast, his legs are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> you should see some of the others turning out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, looking at Diamonds, then, obviously, away from the first team, the U section, you got obviously your lads there and the 19s, is it the 23s are up, the Hawthorns there, the other second year running, that's, that's a big achievement, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive. Um, so yeah, we. I think we're incredibly blessed, really, with what we have under the first team. So we have the pathways twenty threes and the nineteens this year, which players twenty ones, but the nineteens, the twenty threes, and the twenty one, but players twenty threes. <laughs> Simple stuff. Um, but then what we also have is we have the scholarship thing with uh, Moulton College. So. It was the Moulton Scholars that were at Hawthorns the other night. Um, is that um, for Ron Anderson? Yeah, for Anderson, yeah. What a player. Yeah, he's unbelievable. What he's a player. I went to college with him. What a player. So we, um, you're not the same age as Fred Anderson. No, we both did the same course. <laughs> <laughs> Literally this year. <laughs> we're on the same course. He was, um, he's cooked now, isn't he? Jewel uh, <coughs> Regger, I think it was. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, not anymore. His diamonds run through. Um, <laughs> nah, um, yeah, so he signed Jewel Regger um, Reg last year, towards the end of the season. And um, he come up the way he started, didn't he? Um, Kings Langley in the last game of the season. He just, just had him on toes. Like he was, yeah. he's electric, isn't he? He, he got that match, didn't he? It was his first start, and just the other last game of the season. First, first team next year, then will he? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 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 no doubt about that. 100%. Um, but yeah, the scholarship 
is massive. Like you guys will all know Morton College, the facilities they got up there is yeah, I was blown away when I first went up there, so yeah. Um Yeah, so like massive testament to what they do up there to get to that final two years in a row. Um yeah. Wasn't it against Stephen Gerrard Academy last year? Yeah, yeah, the Stephen Gerrard Academy in Chesterfield this year. So you know, unfortunately we lost both of them but you know, gets a national final oh, yeah. two years in a row. Yeah, they're know, moving, yeah, yeah. mad on it. Shows what they're doing. Yeah. And we really were quite reliant on that scholarship programme towards the back end of the season. We had Louis Louis Pinto, Lite, who was in the squad for He's most of the season. Mm-hmm. He was really He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch White as well, he did, he did half the season, but this was really good. Um, Goffey, who was at Cookno, came in and had a few games for us. So I think he'll be in and around it again next year. And then Pharrell obviously came in at the back end, but because of what we had to do to the budget, we, we had to be bringing these lads in mm-hmm. um, on very little. Uh, and they were all w- without kind of but they all stepped up to the plate, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't look out of place. None of them looked out of place as well. Then on the other side, you know, within the Russian Diamonds pathway as well, you know, we've seen um, Fraser Gordon come in this year, who's been really, really good. Bit of a breakthrough season for him, really. He, he got runs up in the Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, he'd yeah. come through the academy, broke in through Maxwell, to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah, well. yeah. Um, he was br- he's been brilliant. In the past, we've seen Will Jones, um, Paddy Casey come through that way as well. Um, Will Glennon. Will Glennon come through the pathway. Obviously took a, a different route round, played some football at Bugbrook and then come back in. I mean, Will Glenn and Company has been oh, class in many different roads. Oh man, it's sensational, isn't it? Um, yeah, so, and I think that that's, that has to be our ethos, that has to be what we do. We have to be promoting young, local, hungry talent who, who want to come and play on, you know, the best platform we can give them. Right now, that's step four. You know, yeah, as the knock-on effect lower down because the lads at the under nines look up to the younger boys because they they see the fact that they're not too far away age-wise com- compared to them and they're looking 100%. at that seeing a player that they might not know but see as a first-team player is really good for them. Hundred percent. Yeah, I spoke about it earlier, and it's all about it's all about a young age building that that allegiance, that loyalty to the badge. You know, um, I think we have. We have the academy, um, you know, starting at pre-academy age. We also have a massive like community club um, that wear the badge as well. Hmm. And yeah, it's all about how how much can we get our badge out there in the community, and how much can we be present, and how much can we get people to love the club like we love the club, you know. And then how do we get that to bleed into match days, you know? And that's something I think we've done really, really well this year. Um, so Alex said earlier, at the point we assume posts the chairman of the community club would not allow his community teams to come to matches. It was that toxic. Now we have like every Saturday, three o'clock home game, we have them out there as mascots. And again, massive credit to Chris. Um, he's just run with it, isn't he? He, um, he meets all the parents, he meets all the kids, he sends all the players out to warm up. He takes all the parents and the kids into, like, into the change room, shows them like some set plays and stuff. And he goes out as a warm up with the kids on the pitch. It's just, yeah, nice. it's just bringing them people in, you know. And and what we're starting to see, or we started to see towards the end of last season, is, you know, they all come when it's their mascot day. Of course they do. Mm. And they and they come out as mascots with the players and stuff. And but now what we're seeing is they're coming back on other games, you know. And we just got to keep building on that. Um, and the academy as well. You know, we want to see we want to see them players join at you know seven years old in the pre academy. Coming all the way through, you know they hit they hit sixteen, 
they have to stay in the academy or they go to Moulton, but they keep wearing that badge. Mm. You know, if, you, if you start at seven and you end up at 19, you know, and you've worn that badge the whole time, there's not a chance in hell that you haven't fallen in love with it a little bit. Mm. You know, and that's, that's what safeguards the future of Russian Diamonds. So, you know, the knock on as well is that, you know, local players have local families. And then the families come as well, and you know you kind of create to an extent what I loved about the old Russian diamonds when I was a kid. That it was a, it had a community feel to it, and it was, it was a nice place to be, you know. So, yeah, that's good. That's the diamonds do on the get, way back. Do you get obviously talk about players like Phil Anderson and these scholars? Do you get to see them much? Do you go and watch them play much? Or? Um, I'll be honest, not as much as I haven't done as much as I should. No. Um, haven't done so far as much as I will do. We hosted the academy day a couple of weeks ago at Hayden Road. I was blown away by it. To be fair, mm. uh, honestly, that's the first time I got to see like successive age groups in the academy, and it works. It works, man. They play good football. You know, yeah. they're well coached. They're really well coached. Under nights or throw me, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Reese is just joined. <laughs> He's fucked it up for all of us, isn't you, Reese? Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, it is. To be fair, on that day, you had some of my best players turn up as well. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, it's, it's absolute quality. It's really good. Um, you know, Ryan Seaman's obviously coming in and taking a prominent role in that now as well. And um, yeah, he just gets it. Hmm. I think he gets it. Um, he knows what he wants to achieve. We spoke about developing coaches as well as players as well, and you know, because that's that's an important part of it. You know, we need to start developing coaches. So um, yeah, it's huge. This is the future of the club. Isn't it? Sorry, Alex, I let you jump in at any point. No, you've gone off on a tangent. Now. Once I get going, I get so excited about it. And there was you thinking that you'd be nervous and scared at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So we went to uh, we both went to the Hawthorns last week, didn't mm. we, to, to watch that? And that was the first time that I'd actually seen the scholarship team play. Um, obviously, I think most most normal fans of the club are not really interested in what happens below. So coming into the board, I, I really had no idea. I mean, what I, what I knew about the academy and, and the Moulton and the community and all of, all, what, all of that, you can write it on the back of a postage stamp. I didn't have a clue. So I've had to try and learn it. Um, I went to a couple of the academy under 23 games, the combination prem games towards the back end of last season. And I want, that's something that I want to do more, um, that we have a board presence at those games and, and we, we work with the manager of that team to, to try and improve it and ultimately to, to generate more players coming through that pathway. Did you see Aaron Addy playing on that side? Possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure the names of some of the players that, that were playing. Yeah. Right back. Right back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did so, yeah. He's a bit of a player. Had a, had a Lucy or something? No, it's Aaron Addy. He was at Rawns and oh, okay. he, he came back to Russian, I think. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah good player. Good got Platt. Yeah, good player. Mm. Oh, I think, oh, yes, I think he did play. Sticks um, his ass out a lot trying to stop the opponent getting I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Sticks his hands out and his ass out. Just like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, the, it's the future of the club. And it's, it's the way that we're um, having to go at the moment. And I'm, I'm actually really proud of the fact that we had a lot of lads that have come through the various programmes in our first team at the end of, of yeah. last season. And to be honest, that hasn't happened really yeah, over I, the last few years. For, for I think the other thing to say is, you know, it was, there's an element of it, it was a necessity. It was a necessity to have these, these lads in there. But... By the end of the season, they were all there on merit, weren't they? Yeah. They were all there on merit. You know, all them, all them boys from the scholarship and the academy who've, who've played a part. Yeah, they've done well. You know, they've mm. worn, they've worn the shirt really, really well. Um, and, you know, testament is 
they'll be involved next season. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah, it's important. It's important. That has to be our DNA. That has to be our ethos. No, nice. What was this? Sorry, what was the score? But obviously, I know they lost the final there, but it was one 0 one 0 Yeah. To be fair, it was, it was really tight up. They just um, they had a. A couple of strikers were decent, weren't they? Their front three were really yeah, good, weren't they? And, um, really they, were, they were solid at the back, they really limited us. Um, Pharrell was actually on the bench. Was he? And he came on with about 30 minutes to go. And there was one or two occasions where he just like just <laughs> ran past defenders like they weren't even there. Um, but he didn't see enough of the ball, did he really, I would say, over the time that he was nah. on the pitch to, to affect the game enough. And, um, Who was your goalkeeper on the day? I don't know what his name was, but he made an he unbelievable made an Was it Nixon? No. I know it was an absolute worldy, absolute worldy save. Probably yeah. in the first half, did it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, it, it, you know, it's, it's a bright future. You know, there's a lot of things who go on and, and do well. You know, hopefully for Rushton, but I think it's all about just providing opportunities, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Then boys come through any of the platforms we can provide. If that's the scholarship, if that's the academy pathway, or the community, you know, whatever gets them into football and kicks them on. And they're going to have any level of success, then that's our responsibility, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And as you know, the directors of a community club, that's what's most important. Would you agree with obviously Diamonds coming down this year, going into a new season and a, and a league below? Would you agree that it's a perfect opportunity to give these players a chance now to step up and show them oh, it's, it's, it's a crack with sort of nothing to lose if, if you're not getting it? Yeah, and I think given the work, what I said earlier about the budget and where, where it has to be this season, I think it's imperative that we we have to use these players um, really. And and you never know if you're really if they're going to be good enough until they're given the, the opportunity to do it. And ultimately, some some won't be, but others like some of the lads that we saw at the back end of last season just just run with it. And it probably takes them six seven games to get up to speed with the level. I think we probably saw that with Mitch. I would say last season he really got into his stride towards the end. Yeah, um, probably but, five, six games. Yeah, he was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, even some of the others um, had kind of slowish starts, but kind of grew into it. But I think it's the way that, it's the way that we have to go, really. Yeah. I think there's a lot of them boys that were involved last year that, are, you know, yeah, it's early in the season. No one's actually committed yet, are they? But, you know, they're the guys that we're hoping are going to be around. They're still part of the scholarship. You know, like I said, none of them disgraced themselves at the step three. No. So, you know, season step four, you know, to go and actually go out and win some games and not always be yeah. they have to learn to lose of course they do they yeah. don't do it every week do you, do you know what I mean? um, but actually going out and being competitive and, and being some of the better players at step four it's going to be massive for them yeah. yeah 100% no good obviously Diamonds and it, I mean it's from top to bottom it's, it's the lads are progressing you've progressing as well um, you know it should be a good strong year for Diamonds um, Without football-wise, looking elsewhere within the club, there's a lot going on this summer. Um, is it Save Our Summer? Is that the... Yeah, yeah, that's got so, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What, what's that all about? So I think, you know, Alex touched on it earlier, that um, you know, fundamentally what kind of went wrong last season was the lack of commercial stuff. So a sponsorship deal was agreed. Um, for a, a main sponsor, and it just never, never come through. You know, we didn't see the money for it. Um, it left a big hole. Um, you got to start paying people when you say you're going to do something, George. You got to start paying them, mate. How are you looking at me? No, fuck you. Who else? So um, yeah, it's it, it left a massive deficit. So I think 
every club in close season has bills they have to pay and costs attributed to the club, you know. For the fans, it just stops, doesn't it? For the club, it has to go on. The grass still grows, the pitch still needs repair, mm. and, you know, um, the electric still has to be paid. Unfortunately, this year, we just, you know, the coffers are, are dry, you know, we don't, don't have it. So, it's not, it's not a case of going bust, you know, but it does seriously hamper our ability to be effective next year if we don't raise that money. So we decided we, as a board, we wanted to go out to first the members or the part owners, um, bring everyone up to speed, and then the wider fan base, the wider community. We've sort of we sort of proposed it as like a collaborative effort. So we'll do our bit. We're looking into grants and everything that we can get. Um, donations. We've had some really great donations, and we like people have been so generous. Um, yeah. And fundraising. Um, so, a few things going on, party in the park in Rushley and things like that. We'll make sure we're represented, we've got stalls, things like that. Um, golf day coming up, uh, 25th of June, that's going to be played. Rushley Golf Club have been really, really helpful with that. Um, and then the centerpiece is um, the Legends game. Legends game? Yeah. Some, you know, a few Legends, and yeah. I, I don't know which ones are confirmed that we're allowed to talk about, so. <laughs> Maybe you, uh, can you drop any Are there any legends? But remember in the big cobbler's table I've got on my own, are there any diamonds legends? Yeah, British Sharp. I've got a different name for him and it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, he's not the only person to score against cobblers, is he? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, no, um, who, who is confirmed? Yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah. You might get yourself yeah, in the yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Darby. Uh, he's my all-time. I hear a lot of people's, and it was quite, it was almost his idea to some some degree. So Rob took kind of like a, a just a random call from him on a Saturday morning, didn't he? Just completely unexpected. I'm not even sure how he got your number to be honest. Um, yeah. But he said, yeah, if, he, if if he could help in any way, um, just to let him know whoever we want to, if you want to do a legends game or something, he could help us pull it together. Yeah. And then there's like a light bulb moment. <laughs> it's and you, snowballed. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned it to me. And, I thought, yeah. and obviously it's a legends game just involving RDFC is brilliant. But then I thought, well, we could, well, I mean, AFC R&D has been around for 12 years now. Um, loads of people got really fond memories about our UCL days, mm. the early days, some of the players that played for us then, that you kind of, they, they leave us and then you just don't hear of them again. It's not like professionals and they go on and play for other teams and you, you follow their careers. Some of these guys, just disappear, um, and we thought, what if we made kind of had them they play against each other on that day because it interests people from RDFC, interests people from AFC R and D, but it also gets people that are perhaps were RDFC fans that have lapsed and haven't followed us across, of which there are some, uh, become interested and aware of AFC R and D, and the thing together, I think, just works and it opens up a pool of so many more players as yeah, well, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been. Uh, so much fun <laughs> so, uh, over the course of the last really? month or so you get chatting to these people getting to know some of them who are mm. in regular contact with us we've had players contact us who were desperate to play in it mm. um, it's been amazing uh, yeah, it's been quite yeah, one of the most fun things that, I mean everything I wouldn't say everything about being on the board has been fun because that is absolutely not true but it's definitely out there one of the best things that, that we've done okay so break my heart then how many of the team you've got that beat Leeds how many of them are playing or when you uh, played Leeds? I was in the team of beat Leeds. Not beat Leeds, well, yeah. Morally beat Leeds. Yeah, I, I, I felt it was a loss being a Leeds fan. <laughs> yeah, there are, there's definitely quite a few more that are in that team that are... Conf are um, just, just looking through who's announced. Um, when when will this go out? 
probably Saturday. Okay, so by then you'll know that Carl Eggs is in it. Oh, Carl Eggs is a Carl legend. Eggs scored the goal against yeah. Leeds. So he's, he's, road. he's legend. Been, he's been announced tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, he's Didn't he score at Tamworth as well? He did, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Because yeah. then it names the Lambs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, what day is tw- what day is? It's the twenty seventh. We can edit and splice around. Don't we? <laughs> So yeah. Um, yeah, Carl Eggs is in there. So and we keep being asked about him. Has he still got his lot like, blonde streaky hair? Oh, we'll find out. Hags. Oh, Hags. I was going to say. Because didn't he have like a Beckham type hair? He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and tattooed arms. Amazing. He was over socked up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He barely, he barely had his socks rolled up, did he? Paul Underwood, twenty years on, looks twenty years younger than he did twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to promise you that. The stress uh, of being a PE teacher. <laughs> so the, the players we've got. So for Russian and Diamond, so far, from Dwayne Darby. Absolute legend. Um, Barry Hunter, who was Russian Diamonds manager, player manager. Um, you notice they're picking up loads of people that are like Cobblers rejects. Because I'm sure Barry Hunter was at the Cobblers. Uh, Barry Hunter was manager the day that um, yeah, we beat 3 2 in that part. Uh, Cobblers reject, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Barry Hunter's now the chief scout at Liverpool. He's now. He's chief scout at Liverpool, yeah. Um, nice. So, so we played for Ireland as well, to be fair. So a bit of a build on like. Some of these players have been so like, some of them have been really easy, and some days we've rung up and they've been like overwhelmed that we consider them legends. And you know, I think almost unanimously, everybody has been, everybody said they have such fond memories. Andy Burge is on that list, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Hunt, Barry Hunter, we just couldn't get a hold of him. You know, like he's kind of a big deal in football these days. So mm. um, I actually filled in like a a type form on the Liverpool FC website. <laughs> Come back the next day, yeah, Barry Hunter would love to speak to you. Here's his number, here's his email, get in touch. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, um, I've got a match worn Barry Hunter shirt, 100% send it up, I'll sign it. So there's gonna be like a shirt auction going on, we've got retro Rushton and Diamond shirts to sell. Um, I found a pen from the time that you got promotion at my nan's house the other day. <laughs> we got promoted at your nan's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the things oh, yeah. you find there. Kurt <laughs> um, Sardo, uh, Simeon Jackson obviously went on to play Premier League football. Yeah, Canadian yeah. international. Yeah. He's had the yeah. biggest reaction yeah. on uh, the socials, and he's so yeah. far. He's had the most most likes. Do you reckon before he was a Canadian international, he'd never been to Canada? What do you reckon? <laughs> Potentially. He wasn't yeah. born there, you know. Let's find out. Let's check his You can ask him on the day. Yeah, I will. I will. Get well, that's only if we get free tickets, though. Yeah. It's a charity do. <laughs> not a charity case. I have to pay the first time round at Nen Park. I'm not paying again. Um, Paul Underwood, Andy Burgess, Michael Myerson. Oh, hang on a minute. I don't think I listened to what you said there. Um, yeah. Um, also, Stuart Gray, uh, Marcus Bignot, um, Paul York, John Clark, Another ex-cobbler. Roger Ashby. They're all non-playing, but they're people who want to be involved on the day. I reckon Stuart Gray could still do it, you know. I've seen, no, like, I think he's an assistant somewhere, isn't he? Or a coach somewhere. Stuart Gray, I'm not sure. There's a few of them that are still knocking about at mm. the clubs. Um, from the AFC Russian Diamonds, obviously, Shanks, Tom Lorraine, like, mm. um, Bully, Matt Geary, Brad Harris, Matt Geary, Matt Geary, Ross Dunkley, Alfie Taylor, Alex Deacon, and Ben Farrell all been announced so far. So we've got some and Claudio players. today as well. And Claudio, Claudio yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool, yeah. And yeah. So yeah, obviously. Hey, were well, you better than him? I oh, better was, yeah. <laughs> so that's Claudio and that's so um, what's, yeah. the <laughs> what's the other one that you reckon you're better as better as? Noel Duffy. Noel Duffy, yeah. You yeah, reckon yeah, you're better yeah, than yeah. him as well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So the Legends Day should be, and it's definitely like the centerpiece of our save our summer. Um, we've got some great ideas to do. I think 
64, 64 people to announce over the course of the summer. Um, when is the deadline? So, 30th of July, Hayden <laughs> Road, um, 2 pm kickoff, um, gates from 12. Um, again, there's so many people that are so excited about this. Um, but obviously, our match days rely on volunteers. Um, and this charity game will be no different. Um, there's a, an army of volunteers that yeah. are you know, running club shop and the tea bar and, and the turnstiles and, and all that. Um, so I would say to people who are coming, like get your tickets, they're on ticket source, follow, um, follow Twitter, Facebook, there's the links there. We'll share that out as well. Yeah, yeah, please yeah. do, please do. Um, yeah, we want to, we're looking, we're, we're hoping to sell out, but you know, I think we will. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kevin got quite a few, I think we'll do better than them. Um, and, um, <laughs> what we say is people who are coming come early though because what we do want to do is 15-20 minutes before the two of kick off we want to shut everything down so all the volunteers get a chance to enjoy the game you know without yeah, no. are you going to do meet and greets after uh, yeah yeah, so I think that'd be well popular with yeah, your fans. Yeah, all the players. I'm hoping that we'll get a lot of them in the bar after the game. You know, yeah. like, similar to a Comic Con type scenario. So yeah. they're like at a table, and you get to walk to your favourite. I, I, I don't think we'll have any trouble getting them in the bar. I mean, getting them out could be a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and then later and on, that right, Joe? You, you, you struggle with that, don't you? Yeah. Later on, we hope to have a quiz night as well, incorporating questions of AFC Russian Diamonds and Russian Diamonds as well. Lots of Doc Martin questions in there. Yeah. Loads of Doc Martin questions. Yeah, it should, it should be it should be a cracking day, you know, end of July should be, you know, a nice day, nice, nice yeah, good nice. weather. Um, so yeah, like, anybody who hasn't got a ticket yet, do get a ticket. Uh, yeah. Given what happened to the club this season, we are in a really unique situation of having to make a profit this year as a football club, which has only happened once since 2014, and that was the Covid year where we didn't have any players to play. To pay. So we've lost money every year this year we can't do that so it's not a case of wanting this legend day to be a success we need it yeah, <laughs> we yeah, need we yeah. need to sell this ground out and um, we're doing everything that we can in terms of the people that we get involved yeah. to to hopefully do that but then there's a responsibility on us as well around that to make it a kind of an unforgettable day for other reasons and have you thought about like a behind the scenes of the day yeah, yeah. so we've got yeah. some filmmakers on board to yeah. mm. um so there'll be kind of a dvd um, or a nice. digital download of the day um we're incredibly lucky to have Joseph McCormack, who you guys yeah, know yeah. as well. So he'll be commentating on the day on Radio Diamonds. We'll also have the video footage. So yeah, there'll be yeah there'll be a. I don't think anybody actually has DVDs anymore, but um, <laughs> there'll be DVDs or or digital. Netflix um, not being involved yet, no. Nah, not <laughs> yet. Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not yet. No, but we. Um, Obviously, gents, though, if you need any help from us guys, from, from any kind of situation, then I'm sure we're more than happy to help whenever we can. Yeah, nice one. Really appreciate yeah, like that. Say, we'll be over there anyway, so, I mean, if we can bring a camera and we'll get some footage as well. Yeah, or if yeah, you need 100%. us to volunteer doing anything, we're more than happy to help out as well. Yeah, 100%. Good stuff. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Really. It's going like, to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, I'm ridiculously excited, like, <laughs> but I'm also incredibly anxious because it's such a... What if they don't turn up? Well, it could happen. No, I wasn't even thinking of that. No, I've thought about that. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, no, um, to be fair, what we are doing, before we announce everyone, we're texting them or we're yeah. emailing them and saying, we're about to announce you. So we've had one. We've had one that's going to be this week. We won't name them, but, you know, um, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mate. Yeah, 100% I'm there. And then, oh, we're going to announce you like, next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't make it. <laughs> oh, mate. 
I think he's the only one on me so far. He's the only one, yeah. Yeah, he's the only one. Um, um, put a bit of shame on him. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one. I'll tell you after. But yeah, if you knew who he was, I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, so yeah, obviously, because, you know, at the end of the day, we still have responsibility for like the safety of people as well. So there's a, there's a huge piece of work that goes on around this and making sure we've got you know, the rice stewards and the, yeah, the first aiders and you know it's the middle of summer we've had you know 40 degrees in july the last couple of years you know so that whole piece of making that safe thing as well you know that now you've got a load of old men running around well i think <laughs> well, i actually looked at this yeah we did we did we, did, we, did assess, <laughs> we assessed whether we needed kind of sir john's ambulance and that sort of thing there we made a decision that we did need some sort of representation yeah. because yeah. we've got some guys that are playing that are in their late 50s i think the old the oldest one was about 58 but there's some of them that are way older than you think because they're still like yeah young younger in my head um but yeah, yeah. The, the, there's uh, basically, we need St John's ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you need that for the goalkeeper that you've not announced yet. That's the particular person that will need that ambulance because I'm sure he was a naughty boy when he was playing and got a bit of a ban for a bit. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything that you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a you know, I hope it's gonna be a huge event. Um, yeah, no, and no. people are going to hopefully people embrace it come along enjoy it just come and and you know what people who might remember the old club you know not necessarily fans you know, people in the local area just come down and see what we do mm. you know we're really proud of our club like you know just come down enjoy the day see what we're about um, and have, have some fun I, I, won't, I won't lie as well it's, it's been strategically positioned to be about a week before our season starts yeah so if we can get Fifteen hundred hour or however many Hayden Road holds in the ground a week before kick off. Familiar with our club, having a cracking day at Hayden Road, and we've got a league game seven days later or whatever. Surely that's going to put a few on the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully so. get people interested. So, and yeah, t- ticket source. They're all available on ticket source. Um, and that link will be in the uh, socials that we put out yeah, for the podcast as well. Um, Ten pound adult, two pound kids. Um, so yeah, hopefully we make fun for. You know, bring the family in. Uh, yeah. You're getting for two quid, mate. Hey. <laughs> Some shady girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be um, it's going to be great. No, good. No, I look forward to it. We'll be there definitely. Um, obviously, with AFC being involved, you two lads not going to pull your boots on the. I've got two left feet, mate. <laughs> Lucky I'm left footed, so it's all right. <laughs> it's not advisable. I can still manage to get a five aside, but eleven aside is a. Uh, Long behind me. Nah, definitely not. Um, nobody will want to see that anyway. No, no, nobody's paying for that. Nah. <laughs> I'm just going to be handboying all day long. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. You can't follow him round the pitch. Yes, I can. No. Do as exactly as I do. It's my club. Do you know what? Honestly, I don't think I've ever pulled rank as chairman, but on that day, I might. I might walk. Mate, I know many clubs where chairman have. Believe me. The speech, um, it's my money, is generally the one. So it's nice that you're a fan owned club, so you don't know that. No, and this is the, and this is the synergy um, between myself and Russian Diamonds is that we're both skin. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right podcast. That's we'd have much better guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's going fantastic. Can't wait. No, good. Um, obviously, is there much else going on there? I see it's, um, Project Reset. Is that just about building the club back up, basically, is it? It's kind of a mindset thing, isn't it? Really, kind of given what we said earlier about what we inherited, and it was it was a reset, literally from 
from top to bottom with the playing staff on the board, absolutely everything. It was a reset and everything that we're kind of doing at the moment is kind of that reset mentality in the back of our mind um, and try and change perceptions that had perhaps become quite negative um, only six or seven months ago. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of a mindset really, and just a, a little phrase that encapsulates that. Yeah, I think it's just about going back to you know I think we spoke about at the beginning like we're a fan-owned club. That's that's like a really privileged position. It comes with like a whole wheelbarrow of issues alongside it, right? But actually, fundamentally, we're owned by our fans. You're all custodians rather yeah. than just one person. 100 percent. You know, I think I've you know probably on record saying a few times we're all the chairman. Like we're all the chairman, every single one of us. Um, so it's them kind of little things about, um, you know, we we vote, we put it out to the membership, and we voted through like a rebrand on the membership. So actually, we want to go back to, you know, branding that as a part ownership, and what does that mean? So one thing that we saw was the memberships are dwindled and dwindled year on year. Okay, when the shit hit the fan, and we called them EGMs we had a huge flurry of people renewing their memberships because they wanted to come to that meeting and they wanted to ask their questions, they wanted to know what was going on with the club. What that, what that said to me was, that's what people really care about. Look, it's really nice to vote on what kit. New kit's out, by the way, third kit, banging, really nice. Is it the one that Joe liked? It's a, yeah, it's a proper nice kit, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really nice kit. I'm, uh, yeah, I definitely can get one. Um, <laughs> But, um, Surely as the chairman you get one for free, don't you? Uh, yeah, I did ask to bring one, but didn't find available. Not available yet, yeah. No, so I think probably <laughs> sold out week, already. No, I think next week the first people um, who bought them will be getting them. So it's on like a 28 day. Thing. Are you going to have like a club photo shoot with some of the players or like the management with the new kit? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we need to get back to. You know, mm. things that we missed out on. There was an initial idea about getting some fans to come and model it. Yeah. Really, yeah. Just to get involved, involve people yeah, yeah, and do something nice. that they yeah. enjoy. Um, but yeah, so... Not the people that voted against that colour though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, while, while it's nice to be able to do that, um, there's more important things. So we, we voted on a rebrand about going back to part ownership and it was a pretty overwhelming majority, wasn't it? You know, went with that and said we won't go back to part ownership. So now it's about having a meaningful say. So like the kit's really nice, you know, being able to vote on what kit we choose and that and that's like a real nice thing, but don't matter. Do you know what I mean? No. Not in, in the grand scheme of things, but you know, voting on the admission prices. That's really important. Mm. It's really important yeah. that, that the part owners are able to do that. Um, and as we go forward, it's more about just giving a, a bigger platform to people to ensure that their voice can get heard at the board table. Just on that, obviously the admission prices, I see um, they voted to keep them the same, didn't they? <laughs> and there was an option there to make them cheaper. <laughs> but what does that say about your fan base like supporting the club? I mean, the fact that they, you they must be working night the, shift just like you. <laughs> Got a couple of quid. <laughs> I think it. I'd like to think it says that we've been open enough with people and transparent enough that they know exactly where we're at, hmm. you know, and they know that you know there are good times coming, but we're not there yet, hmm. you know, and we we can't afford to be complacent. It would be quite short for me personally. I think you know, and I don't. Um, mean anything against anybody who voted for a, a reduction, you know, I think it'd be quite short-sighted to do that. Yes, you might save yourself 30 quid over the course of the season, but the knock-on effect of that, you know, is, is a bigger thing. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to think it means that we've communicated well enough to people where we are and 
the steps we need to take to ensure that we can move on positively. Um, I've been out of there, just got loads of money. <laughs> 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 I think it's the way of the world at the moment as well, with it, that people are obviously aware that everything is going up. So everything from electricity and even the rent that we pay to, to be where we are, these things are going up. But that one quid sounds insignificant. But if you had that up, the number of people that come through the gate over the course of 26 games or whatever, yeah. it's thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I was ecstatic when that got yeah. voted through, to be honest. It, yeah, like, like Rob said, it was evident then that we'd got we we'd really got across kind of where the club was yeah. um, and the fact that they we, it was unanimously backed was brilliant yeah. I think it's really nice though you know we had we had three successive votes running didn't we so we did the admission prices and then we did the um, the third kit pardon me and then we did the uh, membership rebrand and so for a 21 day period there was always a vote running on that the part owners could come in and have their say on and yeah, I, think that's, I just think that's important. I think that's really important. Um, and then making sure that we communicate that back out to people as well. I agree. No, it sounds obviously... Diamonds on the up. Um, they say we lost our money, we're not famous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it sounds... Like, I'll say on the up there. Um, good things come in. Obviously big events going on this summer. Hopefully we can get that stadium sold out. So we'll share the link as well. Um, Obviously, congratulations on you know making it, bringing this club back to life. Um, thanks for coming on. Obviously, we'll share everything we can. Um, anything more from you, lads? No. Um, the one thing that we do need to touch on is Newport Pagnell um, yes. yeah. in the FA Vars or FA Trophy final. FA Vars, yeah. Mm. Uh, two years on the bounce, so nice <coughs> achievement. Obviously, result this time didn't go for them. And unfortunately, on that one, I think the gaffer and the assistant have left as well. They have, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, but I'll say, they leave with their heads held high, don't they? Walking out two FA Vars finals on the back. Certainly a dream to coach at Wembley for, yeah. for the majority of coaches, I would imagine. Yeah, and two years on the spin as well, even better. Mm. So, no, congratulations to them, and sure. They'll go on to, to big things anyway, no matter where they go. So, um, anything, Reese? No, anything else for you, lads? No, just thanks for having us, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of we did, we've had lots of quick like kind of question and answer sessions, but um, they're normally very quite formal. Um, so <laughs> I just say for best gents, you're so <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean that nicely in the sense that to be able to just come and talk kind of candidly as we have done, possibly said things that we wouldn't have said necessarily in a formal setting, but it's been it's been good to. to there was one more thing. Um, how did you get so good at making a logo? Yeah, it's gone a bit of a running joke, doesn't it? Um, so we created a, a Save Our Summer logo and like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, I just, I can't make a reference to it. Don't I, 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 don't, I don't want to play it down, but it's our logo, the club logo. <laughs> We've saved our summer around it with some sky on the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like the, the wording does like, and it comes out of the sun a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the sun just catches it perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Canva it's must have took a beat in that day. <laughs> And a free trial, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? Like, I, all, like, all jokes, like, yeah, like, it's a pretty shit logo. But do you know what? Like that little kind fan of fan voted though. No, no, well, that's all Oh, <laughs> they didn't put that one. Yeah, it's a message across. Yeah, but that's it. Do you know what I mean? And actually, we we joke about it, we laugh about it, but I don't know if it's a point of reference to that logo. People see it, and go, okay, that that's gonna. 
contribute to that fund then isn't any interaction a good thing even if you're taking the piss out of something or anything it's still an interaction on the logo yeah, itself definitely. isn't it definitely so yeah that, that was Matt Taylor wasn't it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what we should um, shout out Matt Taylor as well because he, behind the scenes like he's done masses of work on the Legends game and me and Alex tend to broadcast it and talk about it and publicise it but Matt has been I swear he's the most well connected man in Northamptonshire Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> honestly like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Matt, I need a number for Nelson Mandela's cousin. He's always going to school with someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he knows everybody. Um, and he is an absolute top bloke as well. Yeah. And, you know, beyond that as well, we should shout out actually everybody else on, on the board. Um, I think one thing we've done really well is it's a group effort. And, yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're all equal. Everything's done really democratically. You know, we like to put everything to the board table and I think we're there to represent the community. I think the board table represents the community. Um, so yeah, to all the people who have come on this like this journey with us since November, like, quality. I reckon if we don't shout out another Rushton fan, he's going to get the right arsehole on. Um, uh, Mark Rust, the fellow that runs the academy. Mark. Is it Mark Rust? Rust. Do, do you not know him as Rusty? <laughs> I can describe him for you if you want. He's about the same height as Jordan, quite skinny with a big ginger plume of hair. <laughs> oh, Mark Oh, no, you're that one, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> But he would murder me if he didn't get a shout-out on a yeah. Russian and Diamonds podcast. No, mate, Rossi's an absolute top bloke. He, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's, look, we spoke earlier about all the different um, elements to Russian and Diamonds. Well, Mark Rust is, is really prevalent in both the academy and the community sections. Um, mm. Community Day held... Hayden Road the other day and you know he was he was at the forefront of all of that um, yeah he, he's a top bloke he's a top bloke yeah so I'm keeping my job for another season hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was it he said give me a shower or you lose the job <laughs> mate I've shouted out the two diehard Richmond fans I know so they'll be happy <laughs> quality quality yeah no cheers that's been good oh, so appreciate it thank you pizza as well that's unexpected <laughs> <laughs> you could have told us that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, first guest to bring us pizza so if, yeah, if you're coming on in a few weeks well pizza bag. pal pizza <laughs> did Mitch Austin not bring pizza or not? he didn't no, no he just kicked us out in the, this garb instead it's always a good start I appreciate it thanks for coming on um, and good luck for next season cheers, cheers guys Same.